It's Tim Albright with Aviation with an Aviation special celebrating International Women's Day the entire month of March. You heard me right. I'm not saying that because I'm married and I have a daughter and I get to hang out with awesome people like Corey Schaefer, who was with us today. Talk about her experiences as a woman in the industry. Welcome, ma'am. Hey, thanks. Um, I love that you're doing this. I um, It's one of my favorite topics about, you know, we get more women in this industry and just love that you're doing it. So thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. I think I think it's fantastic in telling, telling some of these stories, uh, right? So, so if if nobody's ever, I guess if you've never watched, uh, you know, seen anything uh, in the industry, Corey's been around uh, for a number of years, been involved uh, in a, for a number of years. But if nobody's ever met you or or heard about you, kind of give us an overarching sense of of where you're at in in the world of AV and and how we got here. Oh gosh, okay. So where I'm at today is this amazing manufacturer called QSC. And I've been at QSC for about five years. And uh, I'm in a role of uh, uh, alliances and market development. So I spend my time today talking with platform companies like Microsoft, Zoom, uh, Google, Cisco, and uh, other companies that we align with to come to market with a solution and just make sure we meet the needs of customer. And gosh, how I got here, um, I guess um, like, you know, many people in the AV industry come at it from their, from the side of music, right? So they play a musical instrument, et cetera. I mean, so much musical talent in our industry. I have none of that. The only thing I play is the stereo and I, I, do, I do play it loud. Uh, but I, I was fortunate enough to find this industry um, many years ago, and I really just fell into it. So I, it was back when an advertisement would be put in a newspaper. Uh, so I answered an ad in the paper um, because I went to school and I was working a couple part-time jobs. And this was a, a job that was with a uh, manufacturing company in the AV industry that, um, and they were looking for someone in marketing and that was something I was interested in. So I applied and funny thing, they they did not hire me the first time. uh, So they hired someone else. I just went on my merry way. And then apparently the person they had hired showed up for a reason and then didn't show up work. And so they happened to be going through their resumes and applications and then, uh, you know, made phone calls. And apparently I was home and answered and uh, they asked me to come in and, and that's how I actually got in. So really just fell into it. That is amazing. Uh, you and your husband for a number of years, um, uh, Tim Schaefer, and then it, I, I, you know, um, finally got to meet the, the infamous Tim Schaefer uh, a number of years ago and he's freaking fantastic too. Um, you guys uh, owned and ran uh, Listen Technologies for a number of years um, yeah. out in Salt Lake City, uh, and then you made you know the transition here here recently. Um, take me through kind of uh, some of, of the the challenges though, um, from those those either those early days or or even you know later in, in, in your career, when it comes to you know to to being a a woman in the AV industry. And, and the reason I, 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 I want to highlight this part is um, in doing uh, the interviews that we did for, for Black History Month, um, one of the young ladies uh, that we talked to, she said <clears throat> when she interviewed uh, her HR 
uh, manager said, look, that this is, you know, this is a male dominated industry and it's not just male. It's, it's primarily white male. And it is, and it's, there's yeah. I'm not saying good or bad. It, it, that is what it is. Right. So as a, as a woman in this industry, you know, what are some of the hurdles that, that you've overcome and, and how did you, um, how did you overcome them? Okay. So, um, I'll show so I started my career at a company um, that is now known as Clear, and uh, I, I again fell into it. Just you know, was really happy to be there. But I'll tell you, in my interview process, I was interviewing with a the um, CFO, and is a Mormon, a white Mormon man, and I was uh, in my early twenties. And he literally said this to me in an interview. He said do you plan to have kids someday in my interview? And I looked at him and without missing a beat, I said, I don't know, I'm still practicing. And he got embarrassed. Um, I just, and I, at the time, it just, you know, we went through the interview process. I really wanted this position at this company. And then later when I got hired at this company and I began to uh, know him and, and my other coworkers, I was with, uh, uh, the, there were some women that uh, we would go to lunch together and I was telling them that this came up in my interview. And I explained what my reply was. And I said, now that I know him as Mormon mixed, and I'm so embarrassed that I said that. And they looked at me and they said, are you kidding me? He should be embarrassed that he asked the question. And it really caused me to reflect on it, but I, you know, it didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me at the time that, you know, it was just so inappropriate. Um, you know, so I think that sometimes things happen and you're just it, I just look at myself as being, you know, really young and dumb and not really recognizing that a man would never have been asked a question like that, right? So, because clearly a man have a career, full-time job and kids, but yep. could a woman really, you know? Well, I, I, I want to unpack that for a second here, right? Yeah. And, and and some of the language and the tech and, and the, the, the questions and, and um, that, that we are all asked, right, from time to time. You're right. I, I would never, when I, when, if I applied for a job, I would never be asked if I plan on having kids someday. I'm almost right. 50. So God help me if I, you know, <laughs> don't ask me that, you know, even if it was common. Um, yeah. How do we move beyond that? How do we start treating, you know, the different genders, the different sexes and, and, and you know what, don't send me emails, you know, whatever, right. Genders, sexes, you know, uh, the, the, the people that we're, you know, um, seeing on a daily basis, how do we start move beyond treating each other more as humans, more as people than, you know, the color of our skin or the, the, you know, the bathroom that we choose to go into, you know, um, because you're right, you know, seeing, saying, well, you know, articles even, right. Um, how, you know, how a mom can juggle a career and a, family. Well, you, I tip, I've never seen one that says, how does a dad do it? Right. Um, when we, we've got our first female, uh, vice president, when we get our first male one, there will end our first female, um, um, uh, president, there will inevitably be somewhere. Someone will write an article is how can she be president and a mom at the same time? I swear yeah. to you, it will happen. Yeah. How do we get beyond that? We have to see it. Um, we have to see more of it. 
uh, so that it becomes the norm. We have to see more women in, in, you know, I mean, today, I just don't, I mean, that's certainly not going to be asked in an interview today, right? But, um, and also, yeah, why can't a man, why, why is it expected that the responsibility of family is only for the mom? I mean, I have an amazing husband and let me tell you, I would say he's probably more nurturing and did more in raising our kids than, you know, I mean, he was just really amazing and a true partner, you know, and I just think we have to see more, you know, you can't be it if you don't see it. And the more we see it, and so that's one factor. And I think another factor is we have to call it out because sometimes people say stuff and they don't recognize uh, that, uh, that it's maybe something they would never say to a man or someone else. So we have to be calling that out so that we can, um, turn the mirror in on ourselves, right. And, and just really see our blind spots, because I think some, some of this is somewhat innocent, but a lot of it's not innocent. And so innocent or not, we have to call it out. We just have to. Yeah. Um, when you talk with young women, and one of the things that I, I admire so much about you is, is you are very giving of your time and your, uh, your wisdom of, of having, again, being a woman that's in this industry, but you've, you've mentored several women and several of them are, are my friends, right? Um, so I know for a fact that you're giving with your time as you talk with these young women, or if you're, you're, you, you talk with uh, young women who are coming up now, right, that are just getting into the industry, what advice would you give them on how to um, how to overcome some of these these challenges and hurdles that they're bound to face? I think it's um, first of all, thank thanks for being kind. And I would just say that you know, as as I got into the industry and plowed through, um, a, a lot of the things I did, um, you know, I I just really plowed through it. And I remember early on, there was a woman in a, in an executive position that probably could have helped me and yet she didn't. And so, um, I want to have, I want to provide a different experience than I had. Right. So, so it's just to try to uplift and, um, uplifting other women or giving women an opportunity actually, um, helps me certainly more than it helps them because it sure makes me feel good, you know, and really that's why I do it. Um, and I think the, the, the advice when it comes to obstacles and things like that, it's like, I try to communicate that if this obstacle comes up, here's maybe how to overcome it. So just rehearse it and come through it because then when it happens, they're able to weather it and know, and, and kind of have it be muscle memory, so to speak, you know, so, so comments and issues, you know, that come up, um, so that, they're prepared when the obstacle is in front of them. And you can't prepare for everything, uh, but there are many things you can prepare for. And I would say that, you know, I had one of my obstacles was quite frankly, just opportunities weren't really given um, as freely as they were to my male counterparts, even though an opportunity be presented. And I remember one distinctly where um, myself and this other person, this male, uh, we were both interested in the role and I would, and I was automatically uh, put in. Well, you'll be the supportive role, right? So you'll be the support for this person. And um, I, I literally just asked why. And the person that was kind of setting this up said, "Oh, well, 
he has more experience. And I didn't stop. I said, why? What, what experience? And the example that was given to me wasn't experience in the roles that we were being placed in, right? So I really counted it. And at the end, I, I didn't win that argument, which was okay, right? I did fall into a supporting role and I just kept my you know, head down and, and worked hard. And at the end, um, I, was, I did get the role I wanted, you know, but, I, but, it, but I had to really work and earn it, you know, prove myself, et cetera, when before it was just kind of offered and given. So I think you know, obstacles are going to come up and I think not everyone has the personality like I do where they would question the why. So, so my goal with other women my daughters included, is that we rehearse and we talk about possible obstacles. We talk about, like I have a daughter who recently gave me a beautiful grandson, uh, but she's a, um, she's an install, she was an installer at an AV company. And, you know, I just said to her, look, this is a male dominated industry. Here's what's going on, you know, et cetera. And I mean, we just have the conversation, which I'm sure, you know, many people of color have to have you know, with their family, right? About, yes, it's not fair. Here, here's potentially what's gonna happen. Here's some things you think about on how to handle it, you know, et cetera. Um, but I feel like, yes, there are challenges in this industry, but what has really kept me in this industry is that sense of community and kind of finding your tribe and knowing, uh, you know, who you can call and say, wow, you know, this happened to me today. I was really need to either vent or I need some advice and getting that. And then also looking for other women in this industry. Um, opportunity came up this week, a guy that um, I know fairly well, he just called me and he said, hey, there's a, a woman that I used to work with. She's amazing. She's in the Atlanta area and she's looking for a gig. Um, you know, he asked, do you know her? Gave me your name. I did not know her. Uh, he said, trust me, she's fantastic. And so if you could keep your eyes and ears open, that would be great. Yeah, so I reached out to this woman, even though I didn't know her, we reached out to her on LinkedIn. And then we, we actually connected and started this chat and started talking about opportunities. And I love that this guy, Dave, reached out to me to tell me about her. But number, and number two, I wanted to help her and um, because I just don't want to lose women in the industry. We have such small numbers already. Uh, we need to grow those numbers. And uh, those that we have, we definitely have to keep, right? So, so that, that's why. Absolutely. Well, and quite frankly, I mean, I, I, there's, there's a handful of women that I would, I would turn to for something like that. And you were at the top of that list. Um, because you know, it, it is something that you're passionate about and it is something that you, that you, uh, again, foster, uh, the mentorship. Um, and it's nothing, it's not, it's not like Corey Schaefer's school of mentors, right? It's just, it's something that you do, at least from, from the time that I've known you, you've always done, um, you've taken people, you know, as, as under your wing and as, as projects, and you've also helped those women mentor others, which I think is a, is a very nice kind of circle of life thing as well. Um, right. Give, give it back. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Corey, uh, last, uh, question is, um, you know, when you look back, um, what do you want, uh, the industry to be different, uh, because you were here? I want more women in the industry than men. And I'm not even kidding. That's, that's really what I want. You know, when you think about um, the success and believe me, I've been through all the phases of first, you know, growing and learning and trying to find my way, uh, et cetera, to being a co-founder of Listen Technologies, starting a company. I was on the board uh, of Infocom, you know, did all these career things, you know, et cetera. And 
the thing that I want is I want, I want this industry to look different because I, I really do want the diversity because this industry will be better for it. And, and I, want the, I want women at the boardroom table. I don't want women in the supportive roles. You know, I mean, I want them at all levels within our industry uh, because our industry will just be better for it. And I, I want my daughters and my grandkids to see this industry as fun and as exciting as you know it is, but we also need to see the diversity. And uh, this industry, we, we've got we've got to change. All right, Tori Schaefer, QSC. Thank you so much, ma'am. How do people get a hold of you if they are so inclined? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn. Clearly, uh, you can find me on the Twitters. You can find me at uh, Corey.Schaefer at QSC.com. And Tim, thank you for doing this and thank you for highlighting women in the industry. It's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And, and you can go by our website, avianation.tv. It's avianation.tv. Find this and a host of others, uh, including our two weeklies. Uh, one looks at the commercial side called AV Week and the other it looks at the residential side called Resi Week. All that and more at avianation.tv. That's avianation.tv. 